Yes, hello and welcome to the revival of the Chemical Reactions podcast, which was recently rebranded as Let's Get Chemical. This is the first episode we've recorded since June 2021, so we're all very excited. Our new team consists of six promising up-and-comers in the podcast world. My name is Jaap, I am a 26-year-old chemical engineer here at the UT, and I'm currently finishing my master's in the chemical and process engineering track. With me today is Bob Hengefeld. Hello, Bob. Hello, Jaap. Maybe you can tell us something about yourself. Uh, sure. I uh, Well, my name is Bob, obviously. Uh, I studied here in, uh, in Enschede from 2011 till 2019. I studied chemical engineering and I did my master's uh, for chemical and process engineering. But now I work at the government. Yeah. And, but I will continue later, I think, uh, about it. But uh, I play basketball. I also did a lot of basketball playing here in, uh, in Enschede. And I also like video games and uh, doing uh, cultural things. Okay. Stuff like that. I think. What, what kind of cultural things do you like? What do I, uh, I, uh, I like to go to concerts, but sometimes also see dance or something, uh, cultural activities in the city or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I, I just like the diversity of... Uh, and you're living in Utrecht now, right? Yes, I'm living in Utrecht now, right now. Yes. Would you say there is more culture there than in Enschede? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more diversity, maybe. maybe. Mm. <laughs> it's also a bigger town, so I don't know if that's really... It's not a fair comparison, maybe. Yeah, comparison, mm. thanks. Maybe it's not a fair comparison. Understood. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of uh, concerts do you like to go to? Ooh, I uh, I went to Oracles during uh, ADE. Ah, yeah. I will go to Muse uh, next year. Uh, I once been to Red Hot Chili Peppers, go back to the zoo. Awesome. Um, but uh, I really wanted to uh, to go to Daft Punk one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet uh, the, the famous 2017 uh, live albums a tour. And I... Uh, no, wait. No, the 1997 and uh, 2007 uh, live albums. And then... Something in 2017 would come for Def Punk. Uh, everybody was, whoa, would it come a new tour? And it was a new album. Uh, and a couple of years later, they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and no tour? No tour, no. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a real bummer. <laughs> that's a big bummer. <laughs> no, indeed. But uh, now, an important question. Do you ever listen to podcasts yourself before yes, you proceed? Yes, yes. Uh, I've been a uh, listener to uh, the media podcast. The media. Uh, yeah, the media podcast from, uh, it's called, um, it's the, 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 was the tech journalist from the, the, the Wereldrijdor, um, oh. Alexander Klopping, and now from the correspondent, but uh, they, they talked a little bit about media and, and hmm. all kinds of stuff. Cool. But uh, also listen to Mama Mom, the podcast, but uh, I listen a lot now to Vandaag. Uh, from NFC, this uh, the newspaper. I also uh, uh, what do you call it? It's just news. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just news. But they have one story each day where they talk about it. So they ask the journalist who wrote about the story, give you a little bit more back uh, backstory. Oh, okay. So I really like it because it's a little bit about storytelling, but about yeah, about news. Yeah. Cool. So I, I really like that. Yeah. Cool. 
And what are you passionate about as a person? What makes me passionate? It's an easy question. <laughs> um, now, well, I like uh, what makes me passionate. I'm really passionate about um, well making yeah well technical things, but mm -hmm. not, not especially like te technology. Because how, how can technology um, empower you know, humanity or um, make uh, better lives for ourselves, but also for uh, the surroundings? Mostly, you could say nature, but I think technology and nature is a little bit opposite of of mm. each other. To say that technology will empower nature or makes nature better is a little bit strange mm. and don't say that often but i think it can really help uh, uh most people but also just um what makes me yeah i think also to to have uh, always to have sight on societal uh things and problems and uh mm. to, to bring that in effect my work but also other works or if you don't work at all that you do it with uh, voluntary work or something like that yeah i also do that a lot and i think uh, it's all always important but also to be passionate about that because you're uh, doing things for just somebody you don't know and that makes there's a great feeling mm -hmm. do you but do volunteer work yes i do really yeah i didn't know that i'm uh, well i'm a city ambassador for utrecht Ah. Uh, I will finish that this year. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I did know it. Yeah. 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 And um, but also I'm now a uh, basketball trainer, which is also voluntary work. Mm. And I'm an, an explicateur, we, we call it. Right, so I give introductions to movies in the local uh, uh, art house. In, really? In Utrecht, yes. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you also meet people you normally don't see. Yeah. And that's also one thing what I'm passionate about is people. Just Wh yeah. people. What kind of introductions do you give to those movies? Um, well, you can't say nothing really about the story, of course, because they will see that you can't ruin uh, the plot. Well, you can, <laughs> but they'll hate you. Yeah, uh, but most most of the time I highlight some details or some backstound, back story, uh, background story about the movie. So you have a little thing that you know little bit more about the movie but it's something you also will remember so it gives mm. just a little bit more flavor to the movie did you know that the philosophy department of the ut has something similar <laughs> they do the philo yeah. film and then ah, they yeah. introduce the philosophical context of a movie before oh yeah they didn't need it's more specified to f yeah. philosophy but uh, indeed uh, nice. cool. cool that's also cool that they do that right yeah okay and then my next question is going to be uh why do you think i invited you here because I, I insisted that we had you here as a guest. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I'm a government official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's an, 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 a little bit of a peculiar <laughs> choice when you studied chemical engineering. Um, mm. So I think that's part of the reason. Maybe also I did an internship in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also uh, one of the choices. And maybe I just uh, and also a funny guy. Well, just a very, very delightful personality. That was like <laughs> ninety-five percent of my motivation. And no, 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 you're right. The rest is definitely uh, your your atypical uh, yeah. profile. Well, not that atypical, I think. Mm, yeah, it depends. Uh, in the in uh, years of 
years ago when it uh, it was yeah more common to also be a government official mm. to, uh, also s especially with an engineering background do you know people who are in a similar position as you uh, from my years yeah or? yeah this this program here or uh, yeah, yeah, the Rolf van der Gaast and uh, Constantin Rip. Ah, yeah, yeah. Also work at, in my team, by yeah. the way. In your team, <laughs> even? Yeah, even in my team, yes. That's cool. So it's uh, maybe it's a little bit uh, upcoming, but um, yeah. But uh, I think it always, it's also been years since uh, the government in, the, uh, in sustainability, especially uh, regarding industry, are hiring uh, engineers again. Mm. Also starter stand. Starting engineers. Yeah, start, yeah. start, uh, yeah. It's an, uh, a starting job. Yeah, that makes w sense. For, for most part now. Yeah. Because they have some <laughs> old uh, people who had uh, 35 of years of uh, mm. <laughs> work at the industry and then, then come to... Uh, You're in need of some fresh innovation. So, yeah, yeah, but also uh, new opinions and new uh, insights, new uh, perspectives mm. and... Um, then you, yeah, you, you need new young blood in your yeah, exactly. organization. And how did you go from designing distillation columns to doing an internship uh, in America? And, and w what was the internship about? Yeah, um, I when I had to do an internship in your master's, yeah, of course, and I think yeah, most of the masters know that. Mm -hmm. It's really part of your uh, education. I thought, for, yeah, I want to really do with innovation, some new things, and not the regular engineering thing we I've already been doing for five years in my bachelor. Mm. <laughs> and so I thought, for, yeah, the 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 Wahala for innovation is in San Francisco. So I thought I will first look there, and I will see what will end up. I'm also a little bit a lazy person, so I thought maybe <laughs> two, three months looking. And, okay, it's not possible, but I've <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> you you fixed the location first. You wanted something in San Francisco. Yeah, something in San Francisco. So I okay. already from where can I start? So I went to the the counselor for internships, and uh, well, we don't know uh, companies. Uh, mm. It's been a long time, and then um, one of the archives uh, spoke about the. The innovation at at the 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 Holland Innovation Network in thinking uh, correct English. Yeah, I think correct English is going to be tricky for this whole episode yeah, because yeah, is, yeah. most of the well, um, how do you say most of the organizations that you work with or that you work for have a very typical Dutch name. Yeah, true. Yeah. With a with a different English name, but yeah, yeah, we'll do our best. Yeah. So the the Dutch uh, name is Innovatie Attaché. Yeah. But the English uh, pronunciation uh, or name is Holland Innovation Network. And I think that you should see that as something with uh, diplomacy, but also um, um, collaborations on technical terms. So how can you work together as two countries with some um, specific sectors or um, advancements in technologies? to uh, both benefit from them. And that's what you found in the archives? There's one I found in the archive for an internship job, something like that, for clean tech. And that was then five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one uh, um, <laughs> one, uh, one email and a an, uh, an, uh, an, uh, telephone number, I think, but a phone number. 
and uh, <laughs> but but they worked. Yeah, it was very old, and the, the, that person didn't work uh, there anymore. <laughs> so I looked it up, and there uh, I found the uh, the innovatie innovatie attaché mm -hmm. in San Francisco. So I just mailed him. Uh, from do you know companies who maybe would look look for uh, chemical engineers internship uh, from the Netherlands, and it was really just a small email. I think not uh, not uh, saying from oh I'm I'm the best chemical engineer student from uh, just saying from are there companies in the neighborhood there? <laughs> you weren't selling yourself. <laughs> no, no 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 no. I just was asking. And, And that was, I think, in November or beginning December of, uh, what should it be, I think 2016. And after, uh, in the new year, 2017, I uh, got an email back from, well, we don't really have those contacts uh, at companies, but we do also have internships and we are really are uh, looking for a long time for someone chemical. Ah. So... They didn't say then, but it was a little bit in gift <laughs> from nowhere. Yeah, because it's really difficult for them to get, uh, yeah, chemical uh, students. And they facilitate contact between San Francisco and the Netherlands. Yeah, also? yeah, more like that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I got uh, an interview with them, and so as I talked uh, talked a little bit. So you have some uh, roadshows. Uh, your companies come back, uh, uh, come for missions. They called. So you have a mission to for let's say. Uh, bio-based, bio-based production. Mm. So there's uh, companies from the Netherlands will come there and they will talk with other companies in uh, America, but also with the uh, American government and with all stakeholders who have, um, yeah, um, mm, uh, affection or know their way for bio-based production uh, in the sector there because it's, yeah, like say, booming there. But it goes both ways. It's not necessarily a mission to get innovation to San Francisco or to the Netherlands. No, exactly. Because the that's the, the, the neat part, I think, but for some people a little bit too too abstract, mm -hmm. is that you want to create value by companies meeting with each other, yeah. creating collaborations, maybe a merger or an acquisition of a company to create uh, economic value yeah. between, uh, in this, between a region and and uh country in certain sense but i didn't know that uh but they said oh we have internships and we want to do a mapping of the bio-based specialty chemical sector in the bay area mm. and then we need someone with yeah who knows about chemicals yeah and i talked from okay cool i said we have only one thing we always ask for a minimum of six months It's also the maximum. So if you come for an internship, in this, you have to stay there for six months. Yeah. So of course I keep my head cool and say, uh, where can I sign? <laughs> 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 but I first have to, yeah. But because it was longer and it was also not a direct and something like an engineering internship. So I had to uh, ask uh, the old uh, education uh, uh, director. Uh, Called again. It's not Andre Ten Elshoff, but uh, Ben Bethlehem. Ben Bethlehem, yeah. You asked him for a letter of recommendation? Yeah, or? Uh, no, no, not for if it was possible to do this. Ah, yeah. S s uh, together with uh, Betty Volkers. Uh, but uh, he loved the idea. This was not the typical engineering, also advisor role and more of a, mm -hmm. a consultancy. So I really liked it. And so I got uh, 
uh, a mentor from uh, uh, um, uh, business administration and from uh, the chemical oil, uh, yeah, engineering department. Yeah. So I could do this kind of combination of business administration and chemical engineering. And then in uh, October 2017, I uh, went there. Cool. Yeah. And what did you like best about your internship experience? Um, I like best. I really liked the the, the visits to companies there. Um, I visited big companies at bio-based specialty chemicals, but also beyond that. How many of them? I think um, more than 20, I think. Oh, wow. I also helped with the mission. Um, so I really saw how do you connect people and how do you try to create value. Yes. Yeah. It's doing things without a clear uh, objective, but also results. You're just Do scouting possibilities. Yeah, you yeah. don't know when you get result back. So if, if you don't like that, it's really, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the job for you, I think. No. It's, it's really cool to just, you strategize about which people should meet each other. Hmm. And I had one one company who was at some mission and two and a half years later, there were uh, they had an acquisition by a bigger company there's some kind of things you want yeah there's not always you don't always get the feedback but it was nice to see so oh, nice that's the best case scenario like yeah. there's a fruitful collaboration yeah. and yeah i know where they started to talk yeah about that so and and cool. do you reach out to companies then or do they also reach out to you kind of both ways oh. uh depending on what you have they they have their wishes and you think from what is best mm -hmm. it's always a little bit uh or some discussion, but also how do you get the best results? What you think is best for them? Cool. But you also try to listen to those companies and people. And what was it like living in San Francisco? Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of of the expensive cities in America, but it was also yeah, it's very good. It has that atmosphere of of uh, Silicon Valley. It is uh, it's a big uh, culture, uh, cultural uh, history. Also for also for the gay community, but also with uh, the arts. Uh, mm. A lot of poems, uh, American poets uh, have been living there. Um, so it's it had it all, and it was not one of the really big cities. It was 30 in in uh, in population. It was the 38th city of America, so it's yeah. pretty small, but therefore also nice. Not not Los Angeles where you can have literally for freeways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was nice. I, mm. I, you could walk it sometimes. So I walked, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I had free weekends, so I walked just through uh, the city, through the neighborhoods, like the Golden Gate Bridge. Cool. I could do that. Yeah, it was very cool. Okay, and then you went back, and you finished your masters, right? <laughs> and then you decided how how. Like this, this also inspired you, right, to seek in a similar direction for your final career. Yeah, but not at first sight, I think, uh, no. because I also uh, applied to companies here in uh, in, the, in the surrounding of uh, of, of uh, Enschede. Uh, I applied to Host and uh, yeah. other companies, but um, I also saw one. Um, Vacancy. Yeah, vacancy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> vacancy uh, at RVO. And RVO uh, stands for uh, Rijksdienst voor Ondernemen Nederland. Yeah. So that's the Dutch name. And then the English name is Dutch, uh, Dutch Enterprise Agency. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's uh, when you um, uh, work at the government, you have some uh, policy uh, policy makers, but you have also s- someone who needs to execute those policies, and that's are like government bodies, like the RVO. Yeah. So there, um, and the Innovatie Attaché, where I was working in uh, San Francisco, uh, was in the organizational uh, orcus organizational <laughs> structure yeah. of RVO. So that's why, ah, I know that. And that were really cool and uh, nice and smart people. So I thought, why, why should I, I think I should try. They were already in your network. Too. Yeah, a little bit. And it was uh, an application for uh, advisor energy innovation. And it was about innovation and then about uh, finance. And uh, mm. it was about uh, subsidy schemes. Um, and I just had uh, for uh, a year, I've b- been working at the Dutch Student Investment Fund here in Enschede. Yeah. Is where you uh, invest in companies run by students, but the, the investment is by students. Yeah. So I really like the, the work together with uh, your your technical background, but also a little bit finance, which is a, a lot and diversity. And it was project based, really what I, I think I liked. And mm. uh, I worked there now for three years. And still really like the job yeah you can confirm this is what you like yeah it's really what i like of course there are uh, sometimes uh, it, it is the government sometimes it's a little bit slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but yeah nine uh, it's my work is never um is always uh, about reason recent uh, things that happen in in society in 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 policy in uh, politics so um, when I started, I was the fir- one of the first um, uh, additions to the team of industry. Mm. And for a long time, I think more than 10 years, it was more one, one person. But now we're in a team of 10 because industry is really getting uh, a lot of attention, but also a lot of money. There's a transition that needs to be done. In terms of sustainability, you in mean? In terms of yeah. sustainability, yes. Yeah. And especially look, if you, uh, the climate agreement in the Netherlands, is say that 90.4 megatons of CO2 equivalents uh, needs to be, uh, well, yeah, decreased yeah. <laughs> over in that time, in small window. And then in 2050, yeah. it should be uh, carbon neutral yeah. and in a circular economy. So a lot needs to be done. And yeah, yeah. so uh, th- there's now an industry policy. They're talking about it and some things um, come my way. It's not that I just read projects and say yes or no. There are also more. There are uh, finance decisions you don't know. That's what you try to read behind the behind the lines. Yeah, because you a large part of your job is subsidy applications, right? Yeah, most yeah. of my work, yeah uh, application. Then I read and I uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you assess. Yeah, assess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I assess them. And I will say if the if I'll grant them this subsidy or I uh, will decline them. Yeah. And that's the short version. Yeah. <laughs> but I also look to uh, is it uh, technical feasible? Is it economic feasible? Uh, is there um, will there be enough reduction or uh, savings of energy? Yeah. Um, will they do what they will they do what they tell? Uh, yeah. Are they capable? 
um, mm. and is the project also uh, good ridden? So is is it? Do we know what they will do? Yeah. Because not only we have um, uh, policies and uh, laws in the Netherlands, but also laws in Europe. Because if you give money from a government to uh, a company, that's not always allowed uh, yeah. in Europe. Because you can uh, you can uh, affect the the free market. Yeah, yeah. It can it can. Uh, yeah. How do you say that? Threaten free competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, if you're really big enough, like China and America, you it, it doesn't really uh, <laughs> make a thing. So there, there's the especially China is known for putting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of money in their own companies, but mm. they're state-owned. So yeah, of course you can uh, debate about that. But in yeah. in Europe, we want to have uh, yeah free competition. Yeah, but it also applies that. Certain uh, amounts of money can be uh, given to companies, and that needs to be fully documented. How will they spend it? What will it bring up? And yeah. um, therefore, we say there's some kind of uh, uh, technology readiness level about technology. And if that is not already uh, fully developed in a free market, then in that degree, from like an idea till almost a demonstration yeah. in their sector that you can give uh, some kind of a yeah some amount of money to mm. it and because it's also if you have the first demonstration of the technology in uh, something it is a lot of money you need so that's why we say it's a demonstration project with a maximum of 15 million uh, euros yeah. to give subsidy but it's also part of uh, an investment aid yeah. So that means they also need to invest also more than that 50 million. Typically it's in the 35, 50 million they need to invest. Yeah. So it's not only, we, we don't fully uh, subsidize 100% the project. Yeah. So it's really an aid in that sense. And uh, you're mentioning European laws as yeah. well as Dutch laws. Do you have to be aware of both of those? Or do you have like a very big legal department that you have on speed dial? Or... Uh, we do have a very big legal department, but I I know those laws the best. Yeah, it is also a little bit of an, an, an yeah. In the in think in the first year you work, you get uh, you really uh, know the borders of of the laws of what can approve in the subsidies or not. Because companies are always finding those limits. Yeah, or? so uh, you get some familiarity with uh, legal things. Yeah. So that's also what I like about the work. It's not about technical, it's about economic, it's about legal, it's about administration. It's also about uh, uh, strategy it's, uh, because they also have to position themselves from what will what will my technology do for, the, for this market. Yeah for both uh, enhanced production mm. because that sounds nice if you can do it for less energy but also overproduction is also not good yeah so there are more ways to say something is uh, sustainable and then it's really when you uh, it's the other side of the mirror from where engineers and i need all numbers to see if something is sustainable and so i want a life cycle assessment yeah yeah then uh, you can all you can all put all the numbers in a report and you can do something. But yeah, if the surrounding, if the people really don't see it or yeah. don't buy it, they will protest against you. Yeah. 
So that's also the societal impact of a uh, project you need to think about. So yeah, you need it like a strategic intuition. Yeah, more th- more than only the rational uh, and, yeah. and numeric and reasoning. I think that that's also a little bit the hard part of of being. Uh, I think also for big companies and engineers from the the the, the numbers say it's good. Yeah, yeah but unfortunately, that's not always. That something it says is good doesn't mean it's always good. It's it's one of the criteria. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of the time, we rely on the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say that. Yeah. But it's it thinks sometimes you can uh, it can all look good, mm-hmm. like all applica- all applications of the projects are all good projects. Mm-hmm. But they're not. That's not always the case. There are all certain things who. Uh, they didn't show, or it give the numbers, or they're uh, calculated not correctly. Yeah, it's also possible. And how many companies try to find the limits of what's possible within the law? <laughs> if you had to give a percentage, like how many try to uh, bamboozle you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think a lot of try to bamboozle us. You do. You also have um, uh, subsidy advisors. Yeah. So they advise companies uh, how to get. Um, yeah, subsidies for the projects if they uh, have projects they think can apply, and they yeah. will also do the the the, the project uh, uh, report and something. They do the administrative part and also convince yeah. us. Uh, but also they get the money a certain percentage of the application of that yeah. project if they succeed. Yeah, if they succeed, yeah. so. They can think for well, you have this, but if you add this, this, you get more money, but also uh, they get more money. So yeah. that's it. Uh, do they try to bamboozle us? No, I, it, in, let's I call th- it strategic maximization. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I think it, it's, it be, I don't think it's really, really a bamboozle <laughs> of, mm-hmm. for us. I think it's uh, 5% or less, but there are. Uh, uh, companies and people will apply for those subsidies and try to the, they they can get they will want the money but not really for sustainable goals mm-hmm. yeah because it's also if you have a project you really like to do and you think I think it's also in the in the the, the, the field of the subsidy uh, mm-hmm. like uh, the background I can also apply yeah they didn't because they wanted to do more susta- uh, sustainable, but they just want the aid. For yeah, investment. yeah. But that's that's the world you're, uh, yeah, where you yeah. work with. So it's it's never hundred percent correct, I think. Mm. And also because they don't know what they can ask. Sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. So then you you, you give it back and then hmm, now we have thirty percent less budget. Uh, yeah, but you can we can give money to that. Yeah. And then it's. Uh, become mm. a little bit grumpy but still they get aid or sometimes they don't from sometimes i'm also a little bit like an asshole just saying for sorry but it, it you can't put that in our subsidies yeah it is not uh i i think one of the examples is always something with electric electricity production because uh for industry uh, it is very broad and you can do all kinds of stuff but production of electricity has their own subsidies schemes so it's taken mm-hmm. out of industry but yeah. it's a little bit strange of course because electricity production from like uh, from like uh, uh, the heat of uh, 
eat from your production process or something like that is very yeah. common. Mm-hmm. It does something that's not really... Legally, it's different. Yeah, mm. legally, it's different because of how it's designed. Yeah. So that's a, that's very difficult. And it's in, yeah, like the, the very, um, uh, very much in shade of, gr- in, uh, shade, shade of gray. Yeah, it's a gray area. Yeah, gray area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. So that, that's always, and, and with all the information you get, you try to give the best decision if you can. Um, yeah can uh, supply the subsidies or not. Yeah, because you also try to help companies sometimes. Yeah, so um, we can give them an indication if they can apply or not. Yeah. So from, can, can I, is this production okay for the subsidy I like? But I can't really help them right because I also assess them. It would be yeah. weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so you can you do give like a rough estimation beforehand before they do like a big investment in preparing everything. Yeah, so um, I advise them from they have a project and have some kind of uh, like uh, installations or something. Hmm. But like say, there's also installations that will produce electricity, and I say, well, sorry, I see that you also plan to do this, but we can give subsidies, so you need to yeah. take that out of the project. Yeah, that's the most short kind of it. Yeah, but you also get the, <laughs> the 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 creative projects who are on a thin line. If it really it's in the 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 the, the program of the yeah. subsidies, mm-hmm. bio-based production. Can you can uh, bio-based production for new chemicals or maybe plastics or something like that. But how is about uh, bio-based production for a product that is used for heating? Yeah becomes a little bit yeah yeah but there's no law against trying no exactly (laughs) so that's no yeah but you can always apply yeah Uh, but only we will give uh, (laughs) yeah it's at your own risk yeah yeah and how much of your technological knowledge that you learned at the university of twente do you still apply um at (laughs) at first when i worked there i think well not that much but uh, how long I work, how more, more I see that you you have that kind of thinking of an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, if something is feasible or not, or something will work that way, or uh, um, um, how do you call it? So a machine that can produce its own energy. But it's what's not... F- you mean a nuclear fusion? Or no, 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 <laughs> uh, no, no. It's um, uh, for... Um, uh, like a ventilator blowing in a seal woods, driving itself, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. But I only know this as an internet meme. Yeah, yeah, but it is a kind of meme. But so- yeah. sometimes you have projects who who produce their own energy that will use to and generate <laughs> their own energy. And then you think, mm, okay, that's not really uh, feasible. <laughs> they live the meme. Yeah, they're but, living the meme. That is also it's very funny because that those people are working that hard on just seeing the solution and working. You yeah. don't see the overall thing that is that <laughs> isn't possible in the thermodynamics. Yeah, in uh, <laughs> in uh, uh, perpetuum immobile. Perpetuum immobile. Perpetuum immobile. Forever that's, uh, in motion. Yeah. Yes. Um, that, yeah, that's sometimes you get a project like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and does your intuition come mostly from uh, looking at numbers, or it's also more of a gut feeling sometimes? Well, uh, the numbers say a lot, but I also mm-hmm. read because uh, I also like to read. Yeah. Um, 
it's most um if you, if you really done a lot of focus in your project you can write it very well they know what and but people are afraid to say from some things uh, there's a risk there's always a risk that something yeah. will not work and then you have some projects who have no risk i can say now that's never the case <laughs> <laughs> then i will ask i will need to ask about it but if you it's normal to have always have risk and there is some risk but if you can cover that yeah. enough or have something in mind to cover up the the enough that it will not um end up in a failure or yeah. you will learn from the failure that's also possible because it's yeah. an innovation project yeah that's also okay yes yeah. and by risk you mean uh you don't get the return on your investment that you would like yeah or you go, go for a next uh next uh technology readiness level you bring your um your technology further uh, you scale mm. it up or something like that or yeah um, it needs less energy or it needs uh, can meet the demands of what you want and sometimes you get applications from companies who say there is zero risk we are so confident that we will succeed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you sometimes have a mm. for, yeah we have research but we have the best uh, people we are a lot of um, yeah uh, uh, knowledge about this so we think, don't think we have a risk and then like, mm. <laughs> but what yeah. if yeah exactly exactly okay and considering that a lot of your work is well related to technology but not necessarily very much uh well well you're not an engineer anymore uh what are your oh i'm still an engineer okay <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an engineer in function yeah in your title but not in function Mm. right you're not yeah. a okay, you're sure. not a practicing engineer yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. you're you're more a philosophical engineer mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what are your your takeaways uh like like what are your main takeaways having existed in that world as a engineer but also not engineer mm. yeah i think uh to do stuff Besides of your uh, own uh, expertise, education, of course you can do uh, like uh, like it, like I did here basketball or but I also did the Dutch Student Investment Fund because mm. I look, I because also of San Francisco and I want to know more about it. But you can read about it and think from others interesting. You can ook do something yeah. uh, with it, and I think. And that's maybe for also a little bit for voluntary work or something like that. Just do something you would never think you would do. Just because you will meet people who know things about you never thought about. And you will get experience in something you <laughs> later on will will can use. Mm -hmm. Like the Dutch Student Investment Fund was also for me about finance. How do you look... Uh, with new uh, investments is i i could use that in my own work because uh, how does investment work and how uh, there's a lot of talking mm -hmm. but i also learned uh, to talk with uh, um, uh, stakeholders and that there's always not just a company who produce things but you need uh, the materials you need the the customers there yeah a lot of and uh, in a project, or if you have to bring your company further, you 
also need to recognize them. So if a company doesn't even know who are their customers or how they get their materials, then that's not a really good case. And that's in certain things you also have that, yeah, in, in not only in companies, but at certain things. So it's the broad picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You become very aware of the big yeah. picture. Yeah. Especially for me, I, I, I have my interests I, uh, in generalist. Mm-hmm. And my, my interests are just that broad. But that's also that's why I like to do things beyond that because I, I've worked with people who, um, who never did their uh, uh, elementary school mm. like that. And uh, yeah, they have to explain them a lot, but also they are also sometimes a lot smarter than you. They bring something else to yeah. the table. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. like I said, from it's not always in the numbers, and I think most of the time engineers always think that if you can, uh, if you can solve it and if you can present it in a way that everybody knows, from, oh, that's good, then everybody assumes here at the university that's good. Yeah. And, and an example would be for uh, for my work is if you um, if you can have plastic waste from the surroundings to bring back here, like paralysis like here you can make new plastic with it and there's a kind of recycling it's a way of bringing more circularity into plastics yeah but they never thought when you bring plastic waste from one uh, from one place to the another to the company then you also become an, an uh, a polluter a, yeah a polluter but also a dump site yeah and if you live close by you you don't mind if it's really that sustainable or circularity. Mm. There's a dump site living next <laughs> to you. <laughs> and you're going yeah. to protest. Yeah. And if there are a lot of people claiming that and uh, and say that you need to go away with it, then all your... And if just the company talk about from it's it's washed and sustainable in that way, then yeah. you get them active. And that yeah. is not only just with projects like this, but it's in all kinds of way of life or things you do you're not gonna convince your neighbors with a scientific report yeah Yeah. it's always a story behind it and if you want to know the story you need to ask people yeah so just do things yeah that not necessary uh necessary for your career but also just for your own fun and for your own Hmm. yeah uh knowledge cool and what would you recommend to students who like you have a broad range of interest what would you recommend to them to look for like uh, who to contact how to begin searching for the world outside of chemistry <laughs> um, well the funny part is that I uh, when I search for uh, as a, this advisor for our work now I just googled on the um, uh, on application sites just for innovation and I just applied was that easy yeah but uh i did uh, at uh, the dutch agency enterprise with ing and bank who did uh, investments into sustainable and innovation uh, thing mm. and i did all that kind of things because i don't know what but i want to do something with innovation yeah not necessarily chemical it would i would be nice yeah but, and that's why i also applied to host and companies like that uh, but I wanted to do something with technical and innovation because that's what excites me. So I think if you uh, ex- if you want to work at Shell, so you think you have a great career, I don't think you should do that. If 
if uh, Shell has um, have some things like uh, from what really interests you, I think uh, Arjen Nijmeijer can tell you about it. Mm-hmm. If you're really interested in what they do, then you should apply. Not just because it's a company. Mm-hmm. I think that's what would be my advice. Yeah. Because I also didn't think I would work at a government. It's just because I really like my job because I do the things I like to do and know, want to know about and to work with people who yeah. are into that. Not because I work at a government. It's if it was a company, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you set your criteria and then you ended up in the government. Yeah. yeah. So it's I think some sometimes people forget that the intrinsic motivation comes from what you like, not of what you can achieve. Mm. And what you can like is a better motivation to achieve at greater heights than if you work your uh, butt off and you will end up sick mm-hmm. because you and then you you get in down a path where you think oh, I can never achieve this, but because you you don't have the motivation to do your job. Yeah, it should be intrinsic motivation. Yeah, follow your intrinsic motivation. No, follow <laughs> your heart. Yeah, follow your heart. And yeah, in that way, find out what inspires you. Yeah, in that way. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a nice uh, philosophical. <laughs> I think that's a nice philosophical way to end things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. You for taking for the you. time to share your story. Yeah. Very yeah, interesting. I like the, yeah, I like the conversation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Do you like how you sound on the radio? Oh uh, yeah. I have a smooth voice. <laughs> Team time radio. Full of you, Kevin. <laughs> for both Bob and me, this is the first time we have ever done something remotely related to a podcast, and we just we we think we sound very smooth. Yeah. It surprised us. Yeah. I know I have a low voice, but now I can really hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. dude. So thanks for the opportunity. Really yeah. Like, guys. No, thanks. Thanks for coming over, yeah, and I uh, hope to see you again. Yeah.